0: Hi, I'm Frankie Frane, and I've been making movies since I was a kid. I've made four low-budget feature films of varying success, and I've been to film school. Twice. For better or worse, I've developed a science for completing feature-length films on pocket change, and it has a lot to do with the conversations you'll hear on this podcast with teachers, friends, and artists. You don't have to pay forty grand a year for bad advice. This is Discount Film School. Welcome back to Discount Film School. We've been very busy throughout the spring and summer uh, screening festival screeners for a film festival. I participated in the (laughs) Film Festival last year. I was uh, a movie in the film festival. And they contacted me and said, hey, would you like to screen movies for it? And I said, what does that entail? And they said, about 75 hours of submissions. And I said, sure, because it sounded like an interesting opportunity. You guys, I'm talking to Emily and John Hunt, Mm -hmm. Hi. You guys are sadist sickos, I would say. You said, hey, I'd like to watch some of those movies with you.
1: You know what? I watched a few, but you guys had entire days. We did. Where you were doing 10 hours of film watching. We pulled 10 10
0: hours. uh, More than that, actually. Some of them were were even longer than that. Yeah. Yeah, that's there crazy. Just a couple. I but... put in a couple of hours here and there. It all started when I announced that I was doing this, and John was like, uh, mind if mind if I joined for a few? Yeah. And we would do them remotely. We would queue them up on, on his computer, and I, I'm pretty sure that I was the only official screener that technically you should, yeah. shouldn't be allowed to, because you know, they're actually pretty protective of the movies. Like, they don't want them to leave uh, of course. The, the firewall, if you will. But, you know, if, if you're going to embark on a 75-hour journey, <laughs> <laughs> you need to bring some friends along the that's way. That's right, that's right. So you watched many, many hours with me. Yes. Emily, you're downplaying how many you watched. You, you probably watched, <laughs> I don't know, maybe 10 to 20 hours of, of these. Oh, wow. Wouldn't you say? Where did, where did all that time go? You, you were having a lot of fun. <laughs> so I thought, you know, there, there's no better reason in the world to have done this than to have recorded a podcast about it. Yep. We've all seen a lot of the movies. We have new insight about the current state. Of independent
2: film. Yeah, I think that that was the most fascinating aspect of it all. Because we've been at this since about 2000. Yep.
1: And well, it was good for an ego boost on your part, too, because you look at uh, what these people are thinking is their magnum opus and submitting to film festivals, and it's just not quite worth it. And how much do we determine it costs to enter? $75? Yeah, $75. And so bucks. there are people out there who looked at this five-minute film where it turns out everybody's got a dog head and they're having a tea party. That one's good. And they thought, you know what? Yeah. Seventy-five dollars. I'm gonna I'm gonna submit this. That kind of sets the
0: bar for what you're watching because if if it was a free film festival, if anybody could submit, uh, you'd have thousands more submissions.
2: Yeah. Of uh, of arguably lower quality, probably.
0: <laughs> right.
1: Um of, of anything anybody makes ever. Yeah. Well, and so what we ended up with was a lot of ones that, that looked beautiful, but were completely inexplicable. Like yeah. they were too artsy because they had no plot. Something I've said for a long
0: time is like uh, a beautiful look is something that you can spend money on uh, some of the time. Yeah, you know, that 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 reduces the role of cinematographers. But a lot of times, what makes a movie look better is more time, more equipment, more expertise.
1: Yeah, and, and better technology. But do you guys do you guys think it's easier than ever to get that look these days? Oh, if yeah. you're just a complete amateur and you, you've just got your iPhone, can you make a movie and can it look as good as?
0: I would say that there is a standard good that everybody can now achieve, yes. And then anything past that to stand out um, needs to be more special.
2: Yeah, but that, that standard good keeps pushing upwards as the technology improves and makes it nearly foolproof for you to do anything.
1: Because of all these submissions, I think I only saw one that was really poorly done, like used really poor equipment. Um, I'm thinking of, oh shoot, the, the religious one. Oh yeah, the live love one? Yeah, the live love one. And that was the only one that stood out to me as looking bad. Do you want to describe like the plot and what happened in that movie? <laughs> if I can. Uh, so, because I think you posted about this one on Facebook because it was just so inexplicable. It was the only one that stands out like maybe right. Birdemic or The Room in being so bad that I have to watch it and show it to everybody. And when I'm talking meant? about these movies that we saw, that that's one that pops up as well as and then they all turned into fish and then they all had dog heads. And then he should have shot his dad, but didn't. And it's got the mom from E.T. The idea of purpose.
0: The idea of purpose. <clears throat> I don't know if we're allowed to say them. This is like totally irresponsible to like say the movie call yeah, is called about. But they did, that one didn't get in. So there, there there will be nothing tagged about this that that leads that person to this podcast yeah. and hurts their feelings.
1: <laughs> but it was it was. Um, so terrible. in this you have uh, it starts out with these students on a college campus having a Bible study. And uh, this girl kind of describing the way she's been feeling about w- wishing she could help more, you know, uh, help other people in their spiritual journey. Uh, she goes to a coffee shop where there's this really depressed guy sitting there poring over papers and touching his wife's photo over and over. <laughs> and uh, she sits down with him and uh, starts studying. And they have some very stilted conversation about Shakespeare. Uh, and then a guy starts shooting up the diner. Well, hey, wait a minute.
0: But I'm going to pause you there. It, uh-huh. The most awkward guy to ever walk the planet. Oh,
1: <laughs> right. Before he, he starts shooting, he's he very, like, pacing
0: back and forth. Yeah, he's very stiff-backed. He just, like, if, if you were in a real coffee place and this guy with a leather jacket and a stiff back started just kind of pacing <laughs> with something below his leather jacket uh, <laughs> and his hair was a little bit messed up. And then when he starts firing, he, he's got the bitchiest voice in the world.
1: <laughs> he's like everybody down everybody down on the ground right now I mean it <laughs> and uh and uh well what you were describing in your Facebook status too was that they were all medium shots you can't tell how right. full the diner is right. you don't even know how concerned you're supposed to be for everyone's safety yeah. it could just be the two people you don't know if in. there's anybody there and so the uh the awkward sad guy at the table pulls out a gun and shoots the would-be assassin in the leg and the guy falls on the ground and screams and then kind of is just quiet with his face down. <laughs> Presumably dead. I don't know. And then nobody calls the police or anything. And then uh, sad guy runs out. Now, while he's holding up his gun and about to shoot the robber, uh, whatever. Right. The uh, Bible girl is screaming, no, don't do it. You have to feel love. Be love. Live Love. And then he shoots him anyway. And then he darts out of the coffee shop and he goes to this just precipice overlooking the city the and he pulls out a picture of his wife and he he goes, we did it, baby. And we're like, what the fuck? <laughs> and then she's back at the coffee shop and she's looking at the stuff he was pouring over. And there are these horribly laid out newspapers that seem to describe that uh, they were in a diner on their wedding night and his wife got shot. That's pretty accurate, actually.
2: That's very accurate.
0: That, that, she, the way she just represented the movie makes it seem like they,
2: you know, like. Like it worked like it was comprehensible. Yeah. And it wasn't. It was. (laughs) Well,
1: the thing is, I've watched this so many times
2: (laughs) to bring it into a little bit wider focus. I mean, there were a number of films that kind of suffered from what I thought was that the the writer knew the problem, um, but but it but didn't give the audience enough detail to to form any kind of comprehensive story.
0: So speaking of giving the audience detail, we've got a lot of detail that we got to fill in before we we start uh, w- before we do any further analysis. Yeah. But I would I, I I did want to give you room to do the idea of purpose because I would say that was pretty much our bottom. Yeah. Um, but there are a few other other bottom dwellers that we'll get into, <laughs> like the one where everyone turns into fish. That's
1: <laughs> that's another favorite of mine. Seventy five hours,
0: mixed feature and shorts. So, um,
1: and some were documentaries and yeah, animation, like any yeah. any genre. But do you
2: have a percentage? Do you have a percentage of what was features and what was shorts?
0: Uh, of what we watched? Yeah. Yes, I do. Of, um, of
2: those 75 hours.
0: We ultimately screened 77 hours of short films yeah. because they ended up sending us last minute ones saying, can you please watch more? And we did have so much fun watching them that we did decide yeah. to. These were the, This is the genre breakdown. We had four animated shorts, yep. one documentary feature, seven documentary shorts, 26 narrative features. Wow. So we're talking about, uh, I think, the the criteria for that is 45 minutes and over. Yeah. I don't recall um, many in the, in the low
2: end range no, anyway. No,
0: Although ours was, and it got in last year. Yeah. Uh, ours was 65, uh, 111 narrative shorts. And that makes for 150 films combined. Wow. We watched, I watched a hundred, a hundred and fifty yes, You films. watched, there were many that you watched that I didn't. But. In the guidelines, they
1: say that you are allowed at the 40 minute mark to stop watching the movie. Yep. Did like, you, did you do that with any of these? No. Nice <laughs> So if it's a 40 minute, you have to watch the whole thing. and yeah shorts that's short? shorts, you always have to watch the whole thing. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and, and so
0: they're really only, that rule only applies to features. Yeah. I am a filmmaker. I always have been very paranoid that when I submit for 75 dollars you know 75 bucks that at one time in my life I didn't have you know is, is anybody watching this thing, or did they look at the cover and go, eh, no
2: yeah
1: um, I mean, so does this make you feel better about the process like that you know that there are several people watching? And they are looking at these criteria and finding you worthy.
0: The guidelines require you to score every movie. And to score the movies, you have to watch them.
2: I've actually thought the scoring system was really well designed. The yeah.
0: film festival, about 3,000 submissions a year.
1: And you showed me the schedule. Not very many of the things we watched showed up. Three things. <laughs> Three things. Of the 150.
2: Uh, hmm. Do you know how many we passed on, like that yes. we said were good?
1: Did you say was it 26? 20, we
2: passed or?
0: along, and, and to, to pass along means uh, you basically pass it to the next phase. Yeah. So I'm I'm like a bottom screener. Like I, they they give me this stuff online. Well,
1: it's uh you give it a score. If it gets a passing score, you decide whether or not you recommend it. And so this is your recommendation. That's well, the, how you pass it on. The scores,
0: yeah. Well, uh, like I said, we'll get we'll get into the how we actually score it. But yeah, it I ultimately decide whether or not I'm going to pass the movie to the next layer of judges that say whether or not it gets in. So we, uh, there was a short called the story of Percival Pitts. Pilts. Cause it rhymes with stilts.
1: Yeah. I w- actually watched that last night. You told me that you had, uh, you had passed this on and you wanted me to see it and it was so cute. Yeah. Oh, it was, a dr- it, was a, it was, uh, it was very well done too. Like you wouldn't think that it was done by an amateur. It looks like something that would need to screen before a, um, a Pixar film, maybe.
0: Yeah, it was Pixar. kind of Raw Doll, Dr. Seuss. Um, Very nice. It was a, a, this really nice central concept of a a, a a kid who who makes this conviction to always stand on stilts for the rest of his life, and then he actually has to, and is the weird person for the rest of his life because he he made a promise to himself as a child. He Very helps cute. people get cats out of trees. He gets kites out of trees. There was the uh, one narrative feature of the 26 we watched. Oh,
1: her composition? Her composition. Yeah. Which is like this mentally ill woman who's trying to write a piece of music, and she does it by uh, fucking a lot of dudes? Uh, right, exactly. <laughs> like every every person she hooks up with, she takes something away and works it into her overall, uh, her overall piece. Zach just joined. Hi, Zach.
0: Hello. You joined and watched a couple of these movies <laughs> with us. Um, when I hit the 75 hour mark and my obligation was done, yeah, they asked for a couple more hours. So you saw about two hours of movies, including one about a documentary about, uh, babies in Romania getting thrown out. Yes. Oh my God. Um, which, it was called bathwater. <laughs> it, was, it was, called, it um, it wasn't. Yeah. Throwing
2: the baby out with the <laughs> bathwater comma, throwing the baby out with the, <laughs>
0: a documentary about a very serious issue in Romania. Yeah. That was so poorly made; it was
2: hilarious. It was it was incomprehensible. Uh, it, it, yeah, it was just all
0: over the place. Like there were pretty much like three camera setups total. Yep. It was just a couple of uh, uh, oh, and remember the subtitles were so off that you couldn't read them. Yes. That
1: oh no, I would hate bad.
0: that. Like they, they they were trailing behind. As somebody who deals with subtitles yeah. every day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Zach Zach subtitles for uh, Crunchyroll and for a few other services, <gasps> right?
1: Yes, that's my dream job. <laughs> 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 no. uh,
0: so uh and what else did you see you saw we saw a uh, uh, bracken rain which was a uh korean film about um,
2: oh that yeah that was pretty incomprehensible too
0: it, it was so experimental that it, it just dissolved it was space. pretty yeah it had, <laughs> it had
2: some interesting visuals like a lot of films did but um
0: uh. Uh, there was meat which was about uh, a man who uh it was okay sold meat it was all he right. sold it, meat yeah and, it, and we didn't pass it on though. no, no. The, the, it was it was okay the story wasn't there Um, RPG, which was about a really amusing game of Dungeons and Dragons. It started off really strong. And then halfway through. It became a different movie. It devolves into everybody's romantic problems
1: and it gets really dramatic and then it ends. Yeah. Well, Uh, what uh, would have happened if you had stopped watching that at 40 minutes? Like, does it stay strong for 40 minutes? That was a short. We would have to stop watching it about six. I've wondered about that too with some of these things you've watched. If if there are any that start out strong, keep it for 40 minutes. And then if you had stopped watching it, if you had pass if you would have passed it on and then ended up passing on something that had a crappy. Well, it's, it's good point. Interestingly, I think
2: the one the other way around. Her composition, uh, which is one of the ones that actually made it through, I thought started off really lousy. Yeah. Um. And, really? and the, it was because they used this this really um this this trick that I didn't care oh, for the aspect ratio. Yeah. Where where they
1: they oh and because they were using it in flashbacks, right? They changed their aspect ratio. Yeah, the that's flashbacks. right. It's actually uh, kind of clever. Uh,
2: I didn't think it was that clever at all. I didn't like it. I thought it was distracting. I didn't like the ending of that was actually. If if we had stopped 30 40 minutes into that film, I think um I wouldn't have liked it nearly as much. So. But I can't think of any in the other direction. Th-
0: that movie did kind of like it, it it got so we're talking about this movie called Her Composition that, that actually got in. It was the only feature that we passed along that got in. And it was about a woman who goes to a like a prestigious music school and she needs to put together like a musical composition and she needs inspiration, so she decides to basically just fuck everybody.
1: Um, <laughs> And uh,
0: (laughs) she has she just has lots and lots of sex, Uh, irresponsible
1: sex. um, Every guy she fucks, she like goes to this mural she's working on on the wall and starts like drawing things about him. Yeah. And like taping like napkins from their date and stuff to the wall. And And it starts looking very um, beautiful mind where it's crazy. And only you can like only she can see where these threads intersect. And I was just waiting for her to take her composition back and be like, seeing them to be like, e- what? You're you're expelled. <laughs> but uh, it turned out that she was a genius all along. And whatever this process was, where she's uh, taping shit to a wall and drawing a picture of the Brooklyn Bridge to represent this black guy. I don't know. Like like somehow that ended up Bitten being this was genius. the film. <laughs> and. Uh, I don't know. I have mixed feelings about that. I don't really like seeing that kind of thing win out in the end, but I mean. I kind of do.
0: I guess that's ultimately what I liked about it was I was like, they didn't demonize her like, and she deconstructed throughout the whole, she starts getting like uh, some form of AIDS. Yeah. <laughs> she, she
2: starts falling to bits, but she pulls it together at the end and it's, it's kind she of she starts uh... getting
1: very sweaty and
0: pimply and ter- like how
1: terrible things. Yeah. Now. This is, these are the early stages of AIDS. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> sweaty and pimply. Sl- Correct me if I'm wrong, Frankie.
2: I think that was the only film with full frontal male nudity. Was it?
0: There was some cock in the movie, yeah.
2: Yeah, mm. that was the only one, though, out of all 150. <laughs>
0: um, is that true? I don't know. I I, I don't really have a... Uh, I did keep some stats. That wasn't, that
2: one, wasn't of one of
0: That
1: wasn't one of We should have. Um, <laughs> wait, wait, the... wait. Was there any nudity in that uh, Blackwater movie? Or Darkwater? What the was that where... about? That was the one where everybody turns into fish at the end. <laughs> I don't... Oh. Um, <laughs> because they were... he's
0: in love with, like, a, a stripper. Yeah, there are they're, they're trans transgendered people. Yeah, transgender people. But, uh, it's but,
1: transgressive uh,
0: people. They're fish now. I don't think we see any cock, mm. male, female, or otherwise. <laughs> female, <laughs> male, fish, fish cock. And the other one that got in—that real th-
2: mystery. This
0: one's really interesting. I, I really want to be clear on this. Um, it's a document. It's the only documentary feature we wa- we watched in the entire run, and we passed it along, and it got in. It's called Zen and the Art of Dying. It's about a bunch of hippies in, I think, Hawaii.
2: Yeah, somewhere <laughs> tropical, somewhere uh, <laughs> warm.
0: Uh, ch- taking a zen approach to death. Yeah. Where you kind of like
2: uh, embrace it and enjoy it. And this, we watched this pretty early on, as I recall.
0: Yeah, like and so so early we felt miscalibrated. We yeah. later were like, oh, that was a real mistake.
2: Yeah, we shouldn't have passed that on.
0: Cause, because we... You start to get like you start to develop a, a discerning taste the more the process goes on where you you know what the good ones are, you know what the bad ones are. you know which ones you shouldn't because at first, you have this instinct where you're like, "Oh, I should give this little movie a chance," or like, yeah, you know, somebody oh,
1: I see the I see some good aspects of it. Somebody else should watch it. But then well, when- and that's kind of your falling down too as a as a screener is yeah. that you really believe in people making their art, and you really give a pass to people who suck sometimes. <laughs> When I try to make fun of something, you're like, yeah, but he, look at, he really did it. He finished his movie. And so probably at the beginning, you're being a little soft hearted like that. Participation award. (laughs) (laughs) All I'm trying to
0: point out is that it's a miracle to make a movie ever. Yeah. It's a miracle when it's super good. It's a miracle when it's the room. It's, 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 it's a miracle like
1: anywhere in between. So, um, now, I had a question because you said this is the only feature length documentary. That's you right. guys also watch one about uh, gang members who everybody had a shaved head and uh, and it <laughs> oh, was completely shot from one. the back. So you couldn't tell who was who. Yeah, but
2: that was a nar- that was narrative, even though it was it was documentary esque. It was narrative. That was narrative.
0: It, that it, was narrative. It, it, oh, it was okay. shot in I a documentary was- style, perhaps. But yeah. Um,
1: because I enjoy your description of it more than I think I would enjoy the movie. So I just like <laughs> thinking about it well, 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 more well, so well. that I want to watch it. Wasn't there one called Mailman, but it was – mail was M-A-L-E or something? You watched yeah. that one. Well, I think that might have been the one that said thank special thanks to Maria Natapoff at the end. Because right. one of them that you and I watched together had a thanks to Maria.
0: Oh, that's another really good point is when you watch 150 independent films submitted to one festival and you yourself are an independent filmmaker – you see people, you know, <laughs> and, that, and that's a really fucked up thing. I bet.
2: How um, do you, I mean, do you have any idea how many, like, were there more than a couple people you know? Oh, it,
0: it kept happening. Yeah. Um, there was one that was the, the little blonde boy from sexually Frank was in a
2: movie.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, he played young mailman. Oh, okay. So that was the
2: one.
0: <laughs> <Is that> so? <laughs>
1: yeah. Um, <laughs> I didn't know that. Uh, there was, um, what else? Uh, well, and every now and again too, you get recognizable actors. There was Flowers in December that had the mom from ET. Right. There was, um, and I just watched that the other day, and that was pretty good. I'm surprised that didn't get in.
0: Yeah, we passed that along. That was really good. There was the kid from um, uh, from American Horror Story. He played Quicksilver in Days of Future Past. He was in a movie called Safe Light that was very boring, but he was very good in it. You saw that, yeah.
2: He was good in it. He
0: was a uh, he he uh, had like CP, but it wasn't clear he had CP until about halfway through.
2: Yeah, it, I thought it was actually really a really good performance in a in an unfortunately otherwise kind of dismal and not really well thought out. Actually, film.
0: you know that was an, an example. The, the, this very rarely happens where you have a really good cast across the board. Yeah, I thought a lot of the acting in that was good because also the, there was a guy from True Blood in that he. Um, uh, that show true blood and he plays, he plays like a witch in true blood, but he's in this and he's amazing in it. Do you remember? Yeah. It was like the bully in the movie.
2: Yeah. Like he's hilarious. It was all, it was like re- the, the acting and that was definitely not the standard case though. No. To-
0: <laughs> it, it's very rare that you have a movie that has an excellent cast and they're all performing and engaging. And this just, the story itself is not engaging. Yeah. Nor- normally the, the cast falls down with everything else. Yes.
2: Well with everything except the technical.
0: So
1: Zen and the art of dying to get back to it. Um, well, you told me that if I wanted to get an idea of what it was like, just watch the first five minutes, and that's it. Yeah, I don't know that there's anything beyond that. Is, is that pretty much how it goes? You watch the first five minutes, and uh, you get it? We watched the whole thing, and we saw an
0: interesting little documentary, and we thought it was good enough to pass along. Yeah. Then down the line, we said, wait a minute, that probably wasn't good enough. Then to our shock, it got into the actual f- film festival. Yeah. Um, so I'm, now is a good time to actually look
1: at the score sheet. And what's involved in scoring these damn things? Yeah, and- yeah, definitely. Because I found it really interesting the the standards that they that they upheld, far- and things that would and would not get in. Like just looking good is not is not good enough. Like you are required to have a plot,
0: <laughs> and you are required to have characters. This film festival perhaps more than uh, than your average because they tout themselves as a writers festival, and so they they put story first. They insist that the thing have a story. Um, so yeah, it can't just be an amazing, like bizarre experimental film. For instance, every time we watched anything we had to fill out, it it took a good, I don't know, 10, 15, sometimes 20 minutes to fill out each one of these scorecards. Um, and so uh, naturally, if you watch a lot more, if you watch 10 shorts instead of
1: three features, yeah. you have a lot more overhead work to do in terms of scoring. And you fill these out for every single one, regardless of it to. was just terrible and I don't like it. You have to actually break down what was wrong about right. one that was terrible yeah. just At the same way you would about one that you're passing on.
0: No matter how much you want it to just be like, no. <laughs> <laughs> We're um, done here. Because they, they, they do document, and you know you asked earlier, does it make me feel better about how, how I fared? It does, because I can see a really clear scientific method for how they're choosing the movies yeah and um this this past year we were in a a category called the comedy uh last year uh, having fun up there and this year there were only five features in that category now
1: last year did you see any of the others that showed up in that in that category The only other thing that I watched last year, other than your movie, was I went to a roundup of young directors' short films. And and when they say young, uh, I think they'd be in high school. Right. Uh, Because my husband had been in one. Right. Uh, And it was kind of baffling how his film got in because it had such bad audio syncing issues that it was distracting and just really poorly done.
0: I don't think that that's part of the, um, the central roster of like, I, I, like when you look at the lineup on the website, I don't think you're looking at those.
1: Yeah. Uh, but, but I guess that's what they do with a bunch of the shorts is they put them together into a categorized, uh, set
2: bundle of shorts.
1: So when you, when you think about 3000 submissions,
0: you think about overall, probably about 15 to 20 features. We'll get into it finally um and yours got in through this process which is a stepped process where everybody has to score it and multiple people have to approve it that might not even know each other yep um it's kind of a miracle yeah so the scorecard yeah first they would ask the category storytelling and plot and they ask all of these questions and you're supposed to address all of these questions in your response uh is there a strong narrative does the film create a compelling world? How well is the story told? Was the subject compelling? Is there a clear beginning, middle, and end? How are the pacing and timing? Do the methods of storytelling, interviews, voiceovers, temporal elements, etc. serve the film? How well are they integrated? Is there a narrative drive?
1: And that's just the first part, isn't it? That's just the that, first part. Yeah. Often they did not have beginnings, middles, and ends. No. And that's one, there's, there's another one that I talk about a lot where it's an old man and his son walking through the forest. It's called Foray. Uh the joke being that they're out walking around, it's a foray, but also it's the word forest in French. It's got a little uh little hat over the over the e. And yet
0: it's not a comedy. <laughs> no. <laughs> no,
1: no, well they they were out walking around, the old man is having hallucinations of a woman offering him a cigarette. They are he's making his old uh senile father take his medicine. And I thought the only way this can end, the only it's only like Ten Ten. minutes long. But the only way this can end and bring it back is if he's taking his father out to the forest to shoot him in the head. That's the only ending I'm accepting. Uh, And no, they just walk around and then they go back to their car and then they drive home. (laughs) That's not that's not an ending, you guys. That's that's the one that comes to mind for me because it was so I mean, it was it was beautiful. It had like uh, it had promise. Because it look, it looks good and it had characters, I, I guess, uh, but it had no end. <laughs> say, say it
0: with me. It looked
2: pretty. It looked
0: pretty. It looked
1: nice.
0: It looked like a real movie. It looked like a real movie. The second category is originality and concept. Is the film original? Does it have unique qualities that separate it from other films? Is it a retold story? And if so, does it have an original take? Is it fresh? They make you rate it from zero to 20. Yeah. Um, or one to 20, I guess. Um, 20 being the highest one being the lowest and event, and there are five categories. So eventually it'll be a, uh, a, a, out of a hundred, it'll be out of a hundred. Um, and originality often stumped me because while I can say I've never seen a movie like that, I never
1: wanted to. <laughs> <laughs> and this brings us to dark water. The one where, uh, there's some sort of disease going around where people turn into fish uh and the guy is running through the streets and everyone's glowing green and then they get to uh he i don't know gets to this bar that he's been frequenting and uh and the prostitute that he's in love with has a fish head like that's
0: original i that's a lot more coherent than a lot of the things i saw
1: as we know i'm able to put a spin on it that uh, explains like 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 it has a plot that one was pretty inexplicable i've watched that a couple of times if you could boil it down
0: uh no pun intended uh, <laughs> the, the, it, it, it's 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 the end of the world and everyone's turning into fish. That's kind of a plot. Yeah, that's kind of like a
2: plot. You know, it was kind of interesting because they a lot of them came with summaries from the director. And I often found that by reading the summary from the director, you could understand way more of what the film was about by actually than by actually watching. Shall we
0: shall we actually talk about
2: one of our one of our favorites? Um, (laughs) uh, I I, I hesitate to call it out by name because it's so cruel, but. Um, oh,
1: I think I know which one we're talking about. Oh, yes, about. you do. And and let me let me just say too that we found out later that it was meant to be a companion piece to another film. That other film never got finished. And I'm supposed to know and this so, shit. Yeah, and so this is uh, meant to be uh, a look into a character from a larger film. Yeah. And that film doesn't exist. Yeah, the, so now the... this is just a look at a guy who also doesn't exist.
2: Yeah. The, na- the name of the film is window chalk. <laughs> oh,
1: <that laughs> You saw it. I
2: yeah. saw that one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and, and uh, I nicknamed it. A young man is unwell because that's a young all man I, is I could. Well,
1: because we got to the end and Frankie said, John, tell us what that is about. I'm saying this. Like I was even in the room with you guys. <laughs> I've just heard the story enough times.
2: That's the only thing Frankie I could said, get what out. What is
1: this movie about? Well, uh, a young man is unwell. <laughs> it's
0: it's it's the only thing you can really get out of the 10 minutes yeah yeah
1: well because it's like this kid he's out in a barn by himself he's drawing things that are now coming to life and so he draws himself a brother or he draws himself an older a gay gay boyfriend a gay boyfriend boyfriend. (laughs) you you didn't know this The, the, the the movie is it's a gay
0: movie
2: yeah, it's it's well, gay in a way. So genre, oh genre under homosexual. Yeah, it is, it is, and and no. So the the idea is he he draws these portals, and it it draws out this young man he's attracted to. But the young man gets distracted, and so he draws out he, like a coach from his school who to like dis- to like distract him or keep him interested. Uh, I, it was very very strange. Uh, but, but I only got that because I read the director's summary, who he very mm-hmm. helpfully provided a very well-written summary, if only the film had been able to connect. That was like... The- that was the film you couldn't, I couldn't understand
1: anything that was being said. Right.
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh, because it starts off with them going, lemon
1: dream drops. Yes.
2: Lemon, lemon dream, dream drops. drops. It does. Oh, but isn't
1: he like writing these words into the dust on his desk out in the barn too, or something? <laughs> lemon dream <laughs> oh, drops. Dear. So in it in the
0: last minutes, he, he goes up to a mother who's screaming and being crazy and then, and then he starts walking around outside. Yeah. It's completely incomprehensible. It's it's, it's precisely the sort of thing the festival doesn't want. And then, you know what? You feel terrible because then you go, you know, you would think I don't have time for 150 movies to look into every one of them. But if they were intriguing enough, we would look on their website and see like, what the fuck are they talking about?
1: Well, and when you say things that the festival wants, there was a lot of that coming into play. You were, there was some politics involved where you thought they're going to want feminist movies or they're going to want something with kind of a, a positive spin on another culture. Well, I remember, I remember
2: one that was really interesting about, uh, like this. Well, I I don't remember the name of the film. Is this the
1: one about the Indian woman? Yes. Who,
2: who who gets a face cream, uh, but she uses it wrong and it it ruins her face basically.
1: Wow. Was it, this was not a documentary. No,
0: (laughs) No, it was a narrative. She she (laughs) wants to have a fairer skin face because the the beauty standard in India is that the lighter, the more Caucasian you
1: are, the hotter you are. And we saw another one that was about Indian women and the standard of beauty because right. it was like an aging soap star That's right, or something like that. And she was being replaced by her own daughter who was becoming more famous than her. Or actually something like, that something like that. Cause that was pretty good. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was not bad. That was, that was a feature. I, I'm surprised that,
2: that none of that stuff went through.
0: I, I maybe I was being too cynical. I, I, I got the yeah. impression. Here's why I got that impression to even be qualified, to even be approved to, to be a screener. They made me take a test. Yeah. Oh really? I
1: didn't I don't know this
0: part. Really? They made me score three movies yep. to see what my what well, how I do with this. Yeah. And um skill is. They one of them was a documentary about a bus driver. And he, it was a very interesting man, but a terrible documentary. And they wanted me to say that.
1: But these were movies that had already either made it in or didn't make it in I previous years, or these were new for this year. I don't know. I what?
2: think they were just solely for the purpose of testing. Yeah, I think I think they were part of a test pool. Calibrating.
0: A cesspool. Uh, yes. Um, the second was about a middle Eastern family who goes to the mall and runs into some racism, uh, that, that
1: is undue. Undue. <laughs> undue. Um, as opposed to most of this justified racism we see. <laughs> and the so third, cozy. the third
0: was, uh, a narrative about two boys growing up and it was very much like boyhood. Yeah. But it was even more boring. <laughs> <laughs> even <laughs> more. even more slow and pointless, even though I had pretty good performances. So I scored all of them. This was in the preliminary stages. And I said that they were all terrible and I didn't pass any of them on. And they said, well, we want you then because too many people are too nice. However, we would have liked to have seen you pass along the Middle Eastern racism one.
1: And that gave me the impression of like, oh, do they want to
0: see more social justice in the movies? Yeah.
1: Right. Because later you were called out for not being mean enough. Right. You, you showed us this email that you received. Yeah. Well, and we'll look at that. Uh, so the
0: third category characters and subjects are the characters fully developed and <laughs> interesting. If the film is a narrative, does the dialogue work? Do the characters have a distinct dialogue or does everyone sound the same? If the film is a documentary are the subjects that act as primary characters or the characters compelling, do they exhibit change?
2: Uh, not often. <laughs> no. Often. <laughs> Characters were a major problem.
0: Lots of movies with people doing nothing. Yeah, nothing at all. Can someone tell me why there are lots of movies with people doing nothing?
2: I, I think <laughs> that, that people think that that's interesting because it's, it's like a view on life, but that's not what makes a film. That's not what makes a, a story, like an action. Is it kind of like in life when film? you meet a
0: quiet person and they try to pass their quietness off as intelligence?
2: Yeah, like quiet intensity
0: kind (laughs) of thing. You know what I mean? They're kind of like, well, I only talk when uh, I have something intelligent to say. Yeah. And you're like, no, you don't. You know, just don't talk at all. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then finally, general impression. Um, Was the film impacting in some way? Were you invested in the story? Did the film create an absorbing world? Did you care about the outcome of the film? (laughs) (laughs) Did you take anything away from it? Did the film realize its intentions? Did the film make you think? Does the film inspire conversation? Did the film fulfill the mission of the festival? Um,
1: well, what is that? What do they state is the mission of the festival?
0: I, I think it's like along the lines of like to tell very competent stories.
1: Because that's kind of what you were taking away from it is that if, since it's a writer's festival, they rely on really good writing. At, at once they have
0: the biggest screenplay competition, I think, in the country. And they they started out as a screenwriting festival. And now and then they started allowing productions in. And so they really want to make sure it's good, solid storytelling um, there was, I remember, so we're going to get into the the email where they told me to be more mean. Yeah. Um, I remember one was a really, I thought a really good script. It was about, um, it was about these gangsters of course. So it's a little bit cliche in that
1: way, but this is not the one with everyone having shaped heads.
0: No, no. Do you want me to talk about that? <laughs> I
1: can talk about that one. Well, I didn't get to see it and the, the descriptions of it are the best part.
0: All right. I'll, I promise I'll talk about it in a minute. Okay. Uh, it was like a cross and then a double cross. It was kind
1: of, I thought it was kind of good. Yeah. Um, oh, was this the, 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 like Asian Kung Fu one that we, that we saw? No. No. Okay. <laughs> that was like the worst thing I've ever seen. Well, uh, it was, uh, it looked really nice. Yeah. Did it? I, I don't I, I even know if
0: that one did. Yeah,
1: yeah. I thought that one was pretty good. It had, it's an innovative Stuff to it. it Some like, innovative stuff. This is white... why I, you're the screener, not me.
0: <laughs> no, I, hey, uh, I, I remember you were you took this very seriously, even though you weren't an official screener. You were like <laughs> this we're, is really serious business. Do you remember we were we were watching them and you started looking like uh we went out to like eat and you were thinking of everything in terms of these categories, like everything
1: was th- <laughs> through the prism. Of... Yeah, I think I was How's trying to re- apply color theory to sport. one of these things. I'm like, look, look. It's, uh, it's she's yellow when she's thing. happy, you know? I remember, I
0: remember you assessing, um, a rest stop on the side of the road. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, uh, uh, clean, clean bathrooms. However, uh, c- could have been located closer to the road. And <laughs> <laughs> I do remember that. <laughs> um, they also had the, the the responses had minimum words, so I or minimum characters. Yeah. So I couldn't just be like sucks, sucks, <laughs> no, no, <Gone. laughs>
2: done, done, zero out of zero. Oh, I can't even. I literally can't even.
0: Um. So in the be meaner email. They, they said, uh, hey, Frankie, we're in the process of reviewing our screener scores, and I wanted to check in with evaluations you're giving us. I'm a little concerned with how many yeses you've, you're turning in. So far out of the 27 films you watched, you've said yes to 12, which is a 44% yes rate. So I was I had watched 27 up to that point. I would have about 115 to go. Yep. Um, we consider it a warning sign if a screener gives a yes to more than 30%. Makes sense because... They have 3,000 submissions. Yeah. And you got one maniac just passing.
2: Yeah. 40%. <laughs> like, oh.
0: It's all wonderful. I like movies. <laughs> I remember telling somebody that I was doing this, and they were like, that's so cool. So you get to, like, watch a bunch of movies? And I'm like, these aren't movies. <laughs> yeah, one could say that, but. uh yeah. I pulled and watched a couple of the films that you gave a yes to that someone else gave a no to, and I wanted to touch on them briefly. Overall, I think you just need to be a little meaner and a little less forgiving on certain aspects. So he And he gets to base that off of what I'm saying about the movies, right? Yeah. So he actually has a starting place for this. So for instance, on He's the Best, which I know I know you saw both sides of, the positive elements of the film don't really line up with our mission. While it was well shot and there's certainly a message being communicated, the story is bare to non-existent. We don't know anything about the protagonist and don't have much of a narrative arc. More of a setup and then a punchline. I think a good way of thinking of films like this is that the story isn't the primary focus or intent of the film, which should always be a no for the purpose of the second film I watched was the gangster short A Way Out. So it's this one. It's definitely understandable why you like this film. However, for the purposes of a- you need to be extra critical on dialogue and originality. For me, the dialogue was too on the nose. I don't... I think he's right about that. I think it was actually pretty good dialogue, but Whatever. It's hard for me to believe that someone could break into a monologue as quickly as that old guy did. Your film last year was one of the very few I found where a monologue in the middle of a scene came across as natural. And I delivered that monologue. Beyond the monologue, the dialogue was all too on point, brisk, and efficient to feel authentic to me. Very written. Quotes. As for originality, I think you could be a little harsher on this aspect as well. Pulp Fiction and In Bruges came up pretty instantly for me while watching the film, but there are a lot of others that tell this exact story. Just because a film tells a story well doesn't mean it differentiates itself from its ilk. Like I said earlier, a film doesn't need to reinvent the wheel, but it does need to stand out from similar movies. I couldn't really find a moment in this film that I hadn't seen in another film. All of this isn't to say that you're wrong in any way, and I would never claim that either of these two movies are bad. It's just not our job here. However, what I will say is that neither quite cut it in fitting in well with our mission. Let me know your thoughts. I'll talk on the phone if you want.
1: Wow. This
0: guy is awesome. I emailed him with one line that said... I hate almost everything I'm watching. I'll be much meaner. Because <laughs> I was trying to be nice. And he was like, oh, he was like, oh, wait, you hate everything. So have, have you seen anything that you love so far? And at the time, no, the answer was like, no, yeah. absolutely not. So you developed a crust around your heart. too. Yes. Uh, yes. Well, I, I just allowed it to grow.
1: <laughs> Three sizes that day.
0: There was one movie. John saw it, too. Yeah. And did you see it, Emily? Uh, Zelos? Uh,
2: yeah, I showed it to Z- Zach has seen it as well.
0: No, I don't think so. Shit. I should have told you to watch it. Uh, no,
2: no. What was it? Zeus Zeus um, Yeah. It, I thought it was, it was a paragon of excellence.
0: Of all 100, really? f-
2: of all 150 movies, yeah. we thought this movie was excellent. Wow. I should watch it. And it didn't get into the festival. No, it was, it, oh. it, it had it a had beautiful cinematography, a really tight, comprehensive story, good character. Uh, an original story. Yeah. Yeah, original story too. I I really don't
1: understand. All right, no spoilers, you guys, because that's what I'm going to watch after we're done. Well, here.
0: wait, I should probably tell the people what it's
1: about, even though you uh-huh. know what it's spoiled, right? Uh huh. Should I put my fingers in my ears? <laughs> yeah, I, I guess so. Should I listen to this segment later? <laughs>
0: um. All right. It's a it's a movie. It's it's a the not too distant future. Yeah. Um. Not to start singing, Mr. <laughs> um And the not. But they uh, it's it's a time in which you can order a clone of yourself through the mail to help you around the house or help you accomplish a task. Okay. Um, some people might want it for like, for me, it's like, Oh, I got to do my day job, but I also want somebody to record this podcast. Yeah. So I'll clone myself and have a, a clone sent to my house. Uh, this woman is having a hard time competing for status with her neighbors. Um, and she's all, while also like attending to her husband's sexual needs while also attending to her stay at home. <laughs> Cause thing. he's a real monster. <laughs> Uh, so she, of course, she orders a whole other person to sexually satisfy her husband. <laughs> she, she, of course, orders this clone who, of course, the husband actually does fuck. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and so, and she didn't really want to have sex with her husband very often, but now the clone's doing it all the time and she's jealous. Yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> She ends up being able to like run a road race and beat yeah one because of her, she
2: was doing her training. She was she
0: was training and she wanted to beat her neighbor her yeah. shitty neighbor at a road race, <laughs> and ultimately it's unclear at the end whether like this one of the two of them is being very motherly with the family, and it's unclear which one of them. Yeah. It is,
2: which I I rec- actually kind of like that.
0: Um, yeah, you're like <laughs> we don't know which one is on, feels on the outs. Yeah, you know, is it the clone all jealous of the of the family she doesn't get to have, or is it uh, the other one being put out? So, um and that's not to even go into description on how beautifully shot this thing was. Yeah, and,
2: and, and you know, not to be unfair to you for but the the actual film is even more nicely woven yes. together than the way you described yes. it. But uh yeah, I, I was I was shocked. I thought for sure that one was a shoe-in. That was m- probably my favorite thing that we saw in the whole festival.
0: And anytime we saw anything that kinda rose above the the, the rest like that, whenever you look them up on IMDb, they're they're established in some yeah. way. Like
2: But maybe that's what kind of pulled it away. Maybe wasn't looking for for folks that are super established.
0: Maybe not. Um, I, don't know. I mean, I got in for God's sake, and I'm not, you know,
2: <laughs> <laughs> not super established.
1: Well, you're established. You're you're on IMDb at least. It's got that, your, that is a low bar to clear. Yeah.
0: It's got your, yeah. your Heightened birthday, right? <laughs> there was a time when I was like, I've done it and uh Yeah, no. but are not you um uh, pay
2: 3495? You pay for
0: that, right? Keith yeah, Sadik's there you go. On IMDb.
2: There
0: you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Zach's on IMDb, for God's sake. I think with multiple oh, really?
2: credits. I used to watch my star meter rise and I'm like, what's going on here? <laughs> <laughs> Somebody wants to get Zach
1: uh, in for a picture. <laughs> well I was in one terrible short film, so maybe uh maybe I should be on IMDb too.
0: <laughs> Emily, if you up and make a movie with me, we can actually all get right. you on there a lot.
1: Yeah. Uh, Let's do this
0: thing. So, uh, you want to hear about bald heads. <laughs> there was a, all the time. There was a, there was a, a, a move, a narrative that I would say was probably very complicated to make. I mean, it looked very hard. It to
2: make, did. It did. To
0: make that movie. It's about, um, uh, maybe Los Angeles. Some, some, yeah, area of
2: very ambitious, very ambitious. It's,
0: it, it's, it's about gang life, drug gang life. Uh, from multiple points of view, a prison guard, uh, a young child or a teen and uh, somebody who's very established in it. And it they, they they decided to go with this style where they follow people walking around all the time. Oh, And
2: it really hurt it
0: like basically a steady cam style. <laughs> and every uh, all, many because well, how would you r- say
1: these things are mounted? Like, are they are, are, are you actually seeing the back of the character's head the whole time? Often, yeah. Like, like, is there a camera mounted to their shoulders? No, like- no,
0: no. <laughs> it's it, it, it's it's on it. It's on a, a cam operator's body okay. probably. But it, <laughs> but they still are. Like, they'll go upstairs and then they'll go through the kitchen. Or or like, I remember they had a really good. What I thought was a really good opening, yeah. which was in that style, where you don't know who anybody is. There's just violence.
2: Yeah, I actually thought that was really good, but it turned out to just be serendipitous rather than intentional. It turned out
0: that that was the style of the whole movie.
2: Yeah, if they had used that as kind of a narrative device, I thought yeah. that would have been really solid. Right. But they. We're just...
0: And there, there was a couple of times where they did interesting things with Steadicam, where they like went inside of a house, went up to the top, followed around a few characters, then stayed there yeah. and let other characters. Like there were these two kids that went downstairs, went outside, and then suddenly you were looking out the window. Yeah. So,
1: so it, it was smart. It In was tra- some moments. It was tra- so it, so it switched from who they were following. Like it went to another character, and now that character went outside.
0: Yeah, it was like, like um, it was trying to play with space, like the mm-hmm. the amount of space between the camera and the subjects. But often it was just in the form of following their fucking heads around. And, and, and they had bald heads, and like because everybody was kind of skinheadish. and um and after a while, you're were, you're were like, "I would really love to see one of these characters' faces because I don't yeah. even know who they are."
2: Eventually, you did get to see them, but even when you did, you didn't know who they were because you'd just been following them around right. And, and I mean, it actually was a legitimate problem with figuring out who was talking and who was trying to relay what part of the story.
0: It's true. 75 hours is, is kind of the minimum um, obligation when you agree to be a screener. Uh, if you do it, you get a badge and you can actually go to the festival, but I didn't. Um, there are remote screeners and there are local screeners. So I'm a remote one, meaning. All of the submissions came through either Vimeo Password Protected or through Without a Box. Um, But if you were local, you would have to attend like team meetings and you'd have to pick up DVDs and watch them on DVD and stuff. Uh, Do
1: they have uh, like group showings at that point? Like, would you go to a theater and they would show a bunch of these? There's nothing about that in these guidelines, so I don't think so. Because that would have been fun. I would have... done that if that was an option. I think that they would
0: think that that was kind of a waste of resources because like if you have 10 people watching the same movie you could have them watch 10 movies. Yeah. You know Um, they're trying to just get through the the mess. I mean most of these people's year is preparing for this festival meaning like uh, can you guys imagine if we needed to do this like again now. I would just kill myself. (laughs) (laughs) I mean I I loved it but I'll never do it again. Really? I would do it again. Oh I would do it again.
2: You guys are nuts. (laughs) I only watched, I watched maybe 50 hours. I don't think I was, there's probably another 25 that you watched that I didn't. Well, And I would do it again. I'm going to refer John and I'll refer you because you could be local. You could actually oh, pick yeah. up DVDs and
0: everything. You're 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 out mm-hmm. there. Yeah,
2: I would I would happily. Uh, I'll, All right. I'll, Maybe it gave me a lot of perspective on on those the momentary state of of. It gives you a new processes.
1: way of looking at what makes a good movie. At least me, because I'm not a filmmaker the way you guys are. The other and so uh, being able to define in exact terms what is making a good movie and what is not making a good movie through that rubric, they really help you think about that.
0: Like think mm-hmm. you know, they they make you answer those questions that that might be. Um, implicit, most of the time.
2: I mean, the, the one of the things that was really kind of very interesting to me was even the ones that that were kind of that were watchably good but not great. Um, probably the 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 reality is not many nobody's ever going to see them. No, um, lots of and they all have kickstarters. Every last one of them. Yeah, uh, except for the people involved and 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 festival screeners. Nobody's going to see these, and that's kind of sad. That's that's a sad thing. I mean, uh, when, so you could say the same thing for some of our films like Abo. I mean, I mean, Abo never got a lot of viewership out of anyone. So
0: no, no, it's kind of almost like the like a joke of a movie.
2: <laughs> and, and it's the same thing for all these other people yeah. who who in some cases made made stuff that's not good, but in some cases made things that are quite, quite watchable and quite enjoyable. You know, I don't know. It's, it's kind of sad. It's. It seems like there should be a streaming service where you can, they can all just go to die. Yeah. Well, <laughs> YouTube is that streaming service. But.
0: Yeah. <laughs> That's true. I, I guess in a world of YouTube, um, YouTube is the zero dollar submission film festival. Yes. <laughs> um,
2: 300 views, 300 hits on YouTube.
0: I think, and for me, I was really blown away by, even though I hated most of them, even the ones I hated, I was blown away by how good the average was. Yeah. Yeah, um, because I've been watching shitty movies when I first started out. I watched them all through college. I watched them all through my master's program. I've been watching shitty people try to make shitty movies, including myself, for a very long
1: time. And that, so you're s- saying that the baseline has gone up since th- it's since risen. you started. Yeah. 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 Now, what do you what do you attribute to that? Do you think it's uh, technology making it look better, or do you think people, or do you think the standards are so high these days that uh, people watch a lot of good stuff on TV? They watch. A lot of. Uh, I
0: don't think it's that. Like I think what? it's a, it, it's a, a lot more people have the opportunity to practice.
2: Yeah, and the mm-hmm. seventy five dollar bar here. Uh, I yeah. think I think that kept the real cruft out um, because I the, for all the three thousand here and the hundred fifty we saw, there's probably thirty or three hundred thousand films that they just didn't didn't quite like them enough or didn't care about them enough to put them into a festival. Because yeah.
0: even even window chalk. Yeah. Um, is actually vi- like. You couldn't get a beginning filmmaker to make a movie that looks that good
2: no no it, 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 I mean, it's, it, it's a joke of a movie it is
0: yeah <laughs> and yet it's it's like you not anyone could do that yeah um there were only maybe seriously, of the 150, maybe three
2: that were just hilarious jokes
0: Yeah, they were, were just like, get the fuck out of here. And that's f- kind f- of
2: incredible if you think about it. I mean, if you kind of put things on a bell curve of, of, of how good they are, I mean, that's very little at the bottom end yeah. of that curve.
1: Well, in a situation like that, do you think these beginning filmmakers are just so myopic that they have no clue what else is out there that looks better and have no clue that the thing that they just made is not all that good No, I and don't
2: that think they should so. have
1: just made it and thrown it out and then moved on to the next thing that might have been good enough. I think make.
2: that a lot of people get enough exposure to media, especially with YouTube now to understand kind right. of what's good, what's good enough. You know, I think, I don't well, know. I think she's talking about the three, right? You're
1: talking yeah. about like the, the, the lower yeah, three. yeah. What leads someone to create something that's not all that good and then look at it and say, this is worth $75. Like yeah. This is worth people's time and energy to come and see my movie. Well,
0: I remember when, I, when I was we, 15, uh, I, you know, I made some really garbage short films yeah. and, 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 and I compared them to like the other people in my area making movies. And I was like, wow, I'm blowing them away. <laughs> and, I, and I wasn't, yeah. I wasn't, uh, but could you have convinced Frankie like 15 year old Frankie to spend a little money on a festival submission with like big hopes and big dreams? Probably, yeah. probably.
2: Yeah. For um, films like, like sumos or or yeah. some of the early stuff that, <laughs> that
0: <laughs> I want to just scroll through some, some, uh, honorable mentions.
2: All right.
1: Um, <laughs> The Cocksure Lads. <laughs> that was the first thing, wasn't it? All I got was you guys commenting on it, and it sounds just laughably bad. It's dressed
0: up to be a Hollywood movie, basically. I, it, it's um, there's a there's a band, a UK band, The Great Big Sea, I think it's called. This movie was was drippingly British, dangerously British. It's about a band that's about to hit big in Canada. Yeah, like they they're starting their North American tour from the UK, and they're kind of like sexy young UK men. And they have a breakup at the very beginning of the uh, of the movie be, uh, over money. And then they all go off on their own comedic adventures. And then they eventually come back to yeah. get together. So it, it's structured very much like a Hollywood movie. In many ways, it's glossed up like a Hollywood movie, but it's just crap. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so this is one of those things you would find on Netflix, like when nothing else good is on just one of these crappy like two, one and a half star movies. There's got to be something
0: better. But that's the, the <laughs> next one I'm about to talk about does meet your criteria. John, you watched this with me. It's called awaken. It was the first feature you watched. It was about like uh, a bunch of people that wash up on an Island. You should already know what I'm talking about. Now. <laughs> oh yeah. Why is this on the honorable mentions list? Because it, it, I'm very cynical about this movie. Yeah. I start with the synopsis. Uh, a bunch of people kind of like lost. Yeah. Wash up on an island and they're all like, Where are we? The fuck's going on? What happened? And, <laughs> <laughs> and they find themselves as part of an intricate plot to something, something. Oh, yeah, no, I know. It was. Uh, uh, it was uh, organ
2: harvesting, wasn't it?
0: Yes, it was organ harvesting to save the child of what, what's that, what's that actress's name? She, she played a robot in. Um, she was
2: real B worthy in this.
0: Yeah. But she used to be a big deal. She played a robot in, uh, <laughs> in, in Blade Runner. And she was also in Kill Bill. Uh, what the hell is her name? Um, Anyway, she it's like a famous actress comes in. She has a child. They're going to have their organs harvested to keep the child alive. Yeah, the,
2: the, the theory was like these people just kind of are held on an island until rich people need replacement organs. Then they kill them to take their <laughs> organs. That was, that was honestly... Are you
1: guys applying the same gloss that I did earlier where it seems like it has a plot? No, that's oh. a good description. This was a real made-for-TV movie. Because that sounds okay. It's not okay.
2: It, it wasn't okay. It was super boring.
1: Organ harvesting for rich people is not okay. And I'm, I'm here to speak against it they put a lot of effort
0: into the action sequences the bullets flying and they why are
2: why are there bullets flying <laughs> you don't want to damage these organs that you essentially want to harvest that's, at a, some great, point. that's a great point <laughs> looks like it you're, you're putting way too much thought into this. Well, if you
1: this- shoot them through the head or the neck or something i think you can miss some major organs you could just
0: see the poster the poster is gonna look a lot like the walking dead yeah, yeah. And when it ends up on Netflix, a lot of people are going to watch it.
2: Yeah. The movie was made
0: very cynically.
2: Well, essentially,
1: they are The Walking Dead because they're going to be harvested. Well, there you have it. Are they just normal people or are they in like a persistent vegetative state
0: oh no they're normal people wandering the island but they they were chosen you know yeah, they're they were captured so it's more like
1: lost and less like the matrix where people are kept alive by machines in a big room it's quote unquote popular genre
2: <laughs> popular uh, genre <laughs> film
0: and, and we didn't even get to see the ending because it cut out that's right it didn't even <gasps> end uh so like the
1: your equipment failed or no, no. that's how it ended? No, they didn't upload the whole movie.
2: Yeah, they only uploaded like they missed the last 10 to 15 or how <gasps> many minutes. Uh-oh.
1: Well, that's why I didn't make it. Would it? Would you have passed it through? Uh, no way. No fucking way would I pass it through. Even with
2: the ending, we wouldn't.
1: <laughs> Nothing the ending could have done would have brought it around for you guys. No. Like if they had 10 minutes left, could they have done anything Nothing. to bring it around? Th-
0: th- what do you think this is? Her composition? <laughs> <laughs> I look on their IMDb and they have one movie after another. That is made to look like another property. Yep, and uh, it, it, as to you know, get you to accidentally yeah. buy so it. So they're the they're the scary movie guys. Catch yeah. yeah. on, uh, yeah, catch of, on. Film. Uh, amateur filmmaking, definitely. Couple of animated ones that I really liked. Um, food for thought, food for life. It was like a documentary about um,
2: about table to farm, fo- like farm to table. Yeah, but
0: it was like it didn't even have like a singular vision. It was just no. about lots of things. That yeah, it just food. kept
2: it just kept talking about like it, talking about something in food.
0: There's a lot of salt in food these days. Do you guys know that? It was a master class in what not to do with documentary.
2: Yeah, food, it filmmaking. was like, like should show that and say no, don't <laughs> do any of this. completely unfocused.
0: <laughs> oh, honorable mention. Honorable mention. Uh, us and them
2: now let's see Refreshed if you remember fresh my brains cuz i don't i remember the title but
0: us and them is a four part anthology film in which uh oh
2: this disaster
0: <laughs> let me see what i can do here I th- this might have actually been my least favorite feature of ever oh god it was it was basically 4 20 minute parts um in which it followed around characters with just like a loose camera, yeah. like the camera just kind of like totally handheld, completely unintentional cinematography with narration overlaid. One of them was about like a businessman who uh, can't get romantically involved with anybody. Yeah. Did I see this one? This sounds so
1: familiar. Are you sure? You must've just described it to me or shown me (laughs) some of the poorer pieces of it.
0: There was never any dialogue in the movie. Once it (sighs) was done describing their story, it then cut to like twee music yep. and them just walking the fuck around for like five minutes
1: every <gasps> I time. I think I did see this. And <laughs> I had to have seen this. And, um, it was agonizing, which means you could have turned it off after two stories, right? Cause that's 40 minutes.
2: But Frankie had already kind of set the precedent at that point. We're not going to stop. We
1: don't. No, nothing
2: stops the train. Nothing stops this train. Nothing stops the frame train. Just the failed upload. (laughs) Yes.
0: Yeah. yeah. I'm not. You know. I'm not going to reach out to them and say, "Please give me the rest."
1: (laughs) I really got to know how this ends, you guys. Does the baby get its organ? We'll never know. Hopeful romantic.
0: Um, I showed Aaron and Mike this one recently, and they were they were crying with laughter. Um, It's 15 (laughs) minutes. It's two bearded gay men. Did I see this one? I think I must have shown you this.
2: I watched this. Yeah.
0: It's very glossy, bright lights, wonderful colors. And it's the musical story of how they met, then how they broke up, then how one of them coped. Then how one of them wanted to get
2: back in. That, that was one of the two films with a cameo by um George Takei. by George Takai. <laughs> there were two cameos by George Takai in 150 films. Really? Aaron
0: and Mike told me, I don't know why they know this. I think it's from Howard Stern or something. They were like, he basically just will fuck anybody and be in their movie.
1: <laughs> you guys, I have an idea for your next movie. Yeah? Well, somebody's gonna have to take one for the team. <laughs> 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 well, would we say anybody? Is it specifically dudes? Uh,
2: yeah, I think totally, so. i totally. yeah.
1: he's oh, not well. going to have sex with you, Emily. <laughs> <laughs> no way. Oh, um, I mean, I try. I keep trying to get my career as a star fucker off the ground. And it's just not going.
2: Anywhere. <laughs> I don't think you want to start in the C list.
1: You got to look beyond Takai. <laughs> yeah, I'm really C list. I'm I'm with a guy who was in a short in the film <laughs> festival last year with terrible audio problems. <laughs> it is literally the C list.
2: Well, you're not making a musical composition, are you? But once, (laughs) yes,
0: (laughs) once again, it was, it would have been really difficult to make. It was a 15 minute music video.
2: Yeah. And lots of music, lots of competent music. I
0: I would say very generic pop. Yeah,
2: but but, competent. And the dude, the the
0: dude could sing, but he was the opposite of a pop star. He's just a gay guy with a beard. Um, Did you feel any
1: political pressure to include uh, movies with, Gay themes, because there was another one we saw that had uh, like a lesbian couple that broke up for a while and then a few years later got back right. together when she found like her phone number in a book. It was just too boring. Well, well, it's, well, it's
0: too boring. Once they, once they set me on that on that track of like, it's got to be good.
1: Yeah, um, it, then
2: then that kind of fell away. That pretense of yeah. of trying to politicize. But if her. it was
0: if it was okay, and then there was like a good political message, then I got kind of stuck. Yeah. Okay. Uh,
1: so what about this one? Did this make the cut? Oh fuck no, no, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> Where? Okay, so you're describing it as the the guy had a good voice, the music was good, the the plot. But it was baffling. I, 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 I've <laughs> it never, didn't make any sense. I've never seen anything like this before. I've never seen two beard
0: two gay beardos sing for fifteen <laughs> minutes. <laughs> It
2: wasn't to be seen. No, it wasn't meant for it.
0: Um, George Takai plays like his therapist, but he doesn't have any dialogue or singing parts. There's literally no dialogue. It's all singing.
2: Yeah. Everything's sung. Let's see what else.
0: A lot of handheld DSLR photography. Yeah. That goes in and out of focus strategically, or m- made to look strategic when it's not at all.
2: Yeah, accidental. Like that. That somebody somebody did that somewhere, and everybody's copied it. I don't know where it originated from.
0: I think it looks like it's con- contemplative. Yeah. Like if I sh- like if if it's you sitting here with the Afghan wrapped around you, yeah. and I kind of start wandering around you with like an out of focus DSLR, it makes it look like your psyche is complicated. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so I think that's uh, what a lot of people tried to do. I want to talk about this one. Right. Sugar,
2: wonder, blues. These fucking guys. Give me the summary. I don't know if I, I've seen this it's,
0: one. It's about two brothers who own a garage whose father
1: died before the events of the film. I have not seen it. You said that this was uh, a theme you saw a lot, was someone who was dealing with a death that had happened before the movie started. That did happen this a was lot. This is another Very trend. Good
0: point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There were a lot of movies that were about like... Coping. Like when the movie started, it's somebody coping with a death. A
2: lot of movies about that. Well, I think I think people just pulled that out of an event in their lives and wrote it and said, oh, this has never happened to anyone before. But the
0: problem is, is that when (laughs) it's a five minute movie and everything happened off camera.
2: Yeah. (laughs) And now you now you're kind of dealing with just the you um, just
1: have like a sad woman
0: walking around, like wiping her cheeks with out of focus photography. Yeah, because your (laughs) psyche is complicated. Most of the time, the story they meant to tell wasn't in that movie. Uh, It was in some other movie. Um, like I, I don't care that you're sad about someone dying. If I don't know the person, that's right
2: like there was this one that, uh, that comes to mind about bicycles. Um, yes. Uh, and, and the, the <laughs> it starts off with, and you think it's going to be a documentary about bicycles in New York? Yes. Um, and, and like is some, some statistics about death on bicycles and I'm like, oh, this is kind of interesting. We're going to have a little discussion about, about bicycle safety. Like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's a narrative film and the, the character has died in a bike accident. This woman, you never see her. You only see this man whose life is ruined by it. And it, it, it's like 20 minutes of him laying on the couch and he only finally gets over it because he, he's like um disheveled yeah and at
0: the end of the movie he's able to get like kind of trimmed up a little bit and he's only ever able to do that
2: because he visits where the bike crashed yes and it's it's, 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 it's and so, him, what it's <laughs> bewildering because the story all the interesting part of the story has oh, already happened it's literally called <laughs> ghost bike yes it's, it's called ghost, ghost bike yes because <laughs> she's on
0: she's a ghost on a bike <laughs> Ha <laughs> ha <laughs> she, she's 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 biking around New York, and yeah, the reason he he says it it seemed like it was a, a documentary is because the opening shots are like time lapse shots of New York City. Yeah, and it, and 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 they show actual statistics on screen. Yeah. of bike accidents in New York City. Like,
2: oh wow, it's gonna be like oh bike lane.
0: We're we're probably laughing at somebody whose spouse died on a bike because like, that's probably what he made that movie uh, for. Yeah, you're right. Otherwise, why would he make that
1: movie?
2: Yeah, and and it's about his anguish and and trying to present that as a well, as a piece of. Admire-
1: him more if he's just really moved by the plight of folks on bikes. Like even if it doesn't touch him personally, just no, I can't see it. It doesn't seem likely. I am diminished by the death of one person on a bike.
0: Oh, but sugar wonder blues. Yeah. So, so dad died before the movie started. Now they own a garage. The one brother is like the crazy brother, like the rebel brother. And the other brother is the straight laced brother who doesn't understand how, well, why'd you have to go wayward? And, and, um, and there's like the, the, the straight laced brother has a, a wife Who starts to fuck the other one? It's just, it's one of those movies where they think that they can sustain our attention with moody dialogue inside of one room for a very long
1: time, and it doesn't work. Is there an industry term for that? I've heard uh, bottle films, like usually Mm -hmm. when it's taking place in one place. Never heard the term. One main setting. Okay. There must be,
0: but I don't know it. at the end, like they pull guns on each other and it feels like it's out of nowhere, by the way, <laughs> it feels like just kind of a standard family drama. In fact, it opens f- feeling a little bit like a comedy Yeah, because they're at like a, um, a children's party and, and the dude's too sad to participate. And there's so- a little bit of comedy in that. And then <laughs> trying to follow me here. <laughs> uh, so that's sugar, wonder blues, which of course I looked it up and of course they've got a making of video. On yeah. You can watch that. It's
2: just like, check every- it out folks
1: of too sad to participate you and you and i have talked about one of our favorite movie tropes and that is sad women getting plowed basically yes. like if you're uh we want to do a supercut. <laughs> we want to do a super cut of sad women getting plowed because what this is is uh when you see a woman in a feminist romp getting kind of uh, depressed and then later she you know reclaims her sexuality or whatever yes, good. at the beginning of the movie she is having sex and she's so sad <laughs> oh he's so oblivious to it but she but she <laughs> just, did happen a lot oh, and she's looking off at the walls like the guy is not going to notice just and there was some of that in uh, her composition it was, right Do we, so. we see it in any of the other movies because it's become such a trope probably for
0: <laughs> uh yeah just like she's looking up at the ceiling and the dude is none the wiser that she's going through a <laughs> feminist crisis. <laughs>
1: I, I find it fascinating that there are themes that you're picking up throughout these these movies. Um, when I was listening to Dan Savage on a podcast talking about um, Hump, the film festival that he does, he says that sometimes there are just themes that you would never expect. Like one year, there were just like f- five spoofs of the same movie of like um, Mission Impossible right. spoofs uh, in a porn
0: Interpretation, Which tells you that some there was something sexual that happened in Mission Impossible that captured a few imaginations. Yeah. It, it, it points to trends.
1: And so when we talk about like a parent dying off screen, that cropped up a lot. But I was wondering if there were any other themes that you had picked up on. I mean, I, I guess it
0: depends. Like if maybe if we were screeners for a different kind of film festival. Like I, I remember always hearing that like every every movie that got submitted was a zombie movie. Like I've, I've heard yeah, that, yeah. I've heard that before. We
2: didn't see it. Right. I don't think there were, there was only a, a small handful of zombie films in this.
0: Only one I can even, Oh, well one, one pure zombie movie, a couple of vampire. It's unfortunate to say, but if your budget is a certain level of low, you, you really can't abide a long runtime.
2: Yeah. You can't
0: um, you, you like suddenly an hour and a half runtime for a low budget movie. Even a good movie is kind of like two hour 15 there was a movie called Winter that you and I watch and, and Nina as well, which was um about like a dad who was very homeless and alcoholic. Very homeless. He was more homeless than usual. More homeless than you would expect, actually. The, like, the, he... the child the child was um he played young Magneto in X-Men First Class.
1: Yes, that's uh, right. That's
0: what I mean by like these these actors crop up.
2: Like, yeah.
1: How do you how do you get that how do you get the mom from et or george takei well, the mom or- from, well george takei you fuck him the mom from et <laughs> right. uh you probably she, fuck her too uh i mean she's not
0: looking as hot as she used to i think the mom from et is a little kooky and she's a little artistic and i think she enjoys getting involved in that sort of thing and i think the child actor from x-men first class wasn't all that famous to begin with and continue yeah. needs to continue to work and um and he has such a, a thick British or Scottish accent that he can't be in a lot of American movies.
2: Yeah, I mean, just, you know, give him a couple thousand bucks. I mean, play him Union scale if he, if they're Union, and, and you know, you can get him in.
0: And Win- Winter, the movie I'm talking about, about this alcoholic dad who needs to reunite with the family, and they there they, are skeletons in the closet, and they must work through them, you know, one of those movies. Um, we didn't pass it along, but well shot, well acted. It's yep. not a very good movie. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Bokeh, we, there was an end of the world movie we watched that was shot in Iceland.
1: Yeah. I've got some confusion about what bouquet means, because I've heard EJ talking about it in our chat. It's the beauty created by an out of
2: focus lens uh, in the elements that are out of focus. That's,
1: that's about right. And so did you find that this movie really represented that? No. no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they
2: did have a camera. The, yeah. The, the couple there had a camera. A camera. A, hmm. was, for a movie called Bokeh, it was very like tightly focused and there was not really any bokeh in it.
0: It was actually the only movie I can think of that had this was a a working cut. Yeah. Where they, there were actual slates that said like VFX effects yes. uh, not complete and things like can that. You-
1: Ever imagine a situation where that's successful because that doesn't sound very appealing to a viewer. It just wasn't quite ready yeah. yet. I mean Oh, okay, okay. A- I
0: thought that was part of their vision. No, no. Look, this movie was not cheap to make. No, clearly. Um, <laughs> it was a lot of work. This is one of those movies where it it was a ton of work and it will probably never get seen. By a anybody. lot of locations, a lot of, of odd location, gorgeous. Locations. Yeah. A lot of real
2: Icelandic locations that you can't fake.
0: <laughs> it's one of those movies where a couple is on vacation in Iceland and then they wake up and there's nobody outside.
2: Yeah. And everybody is gone and nobody knows why.
0: That's
1: my favorite post-apocalyptic fantasy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I just
1: look out and there is nobody there and I can go into all their houses. Yeah. It's, it's that,
0: uh, I am gangster by the way, was that gangster movie that we were talking about. The, the skinheads, yeah. um, Oh, and by the way, Ghost Bike was actually called "She Rides
2: the Ghost." Oh, she rides the Ghost Bike.
1: Oh, mm -hmm. that's that's
2: kind of giving away the whole film in a line.
0: Yeah, well, (laughs) she is the one who died on the bike. Ergo,
1: she rides the Ghost Bike. The bike also died in the accident. There were no survivors. (laughs) Because you have to be able to take your bike into the afterlife. It's kind of like burying a cat with with a mummy. Yeah, a ghost can't ride a regular bike. Has to be a Ghost Bike. (laughs) Otherwise, you just look out and there's a bike riding by. That's now that would be kind of debate is this.
0: Uh, Oh. Over is a UK made film that was about yeah. was about 6 or 7 minutes yep. and at first you and I were like what are we watching and as it unfolded we realized this movie is genius yeah. here's, here's what happened I'm gonna spoil it it starts with like a a, a lot of cleanup uh, like uh, ambulances cops that sort of thing at a house and we're we're very far from it it's a, we're at a big distance from it then uh, it says like 2 hours earlier and it's a little less cleanup yeah, and then little two little hours earlier. And eventually it gets to the point where there's just a body outside of a house. And you realize that it that you, you're watching in reverse the cleanup of a body. Then it cuts to early in the morning. There's no carnage whatsoever. Everything's calm. And out of fucking nowhere, a body drops from the sky and falls to its death. And that's it. And it looks awesome. Right. Then it says, like it goes to, to titles. That's pretty much the end of the movie. It goes to titles that says, uh, "You know, in real life, basically, uh, there was this cargo flight that yeah. that had a man that that had stowed away to escape uh, his
2: country." Yeah, he stowed away in the uh, in the what is the, the landing gear.
0: And they dumped it.
2: Yeah. Well, no, because the landing gear they, they were going to land in Heathrow. Landing gear came down. He fell out of the thing and died.
0: And he just fell to his death in you know, in, yeah, in, in London or wherever. Is that one that
1: you passed on? Because I don't know that we it's... We passed uh, it on. Yeah. Yeah? yeah. Um, it it had some interesting. struggles. Now, wasn't, wasn't there a perfect. time period where mo- movies shot in reverse were all the rage? I'm yeah, thinking well, of memento. memento or things that were visualized out of order. This is much more minimalist.
0: Yep. Mm-hmm. And it worked. Uh, for me, it worked. Uh, I thought it yeah. was really clever. There was one that I passed along called... Uh, I didn't tell you guys about this because it was actually just too good of a movie to talk about. Yeah. And yet not so good that it was uh, really worth talking about. But I did pass along. It was called Super Bob. It's about a very average British man who gets Superman-like powers, and and he ends up like becoming a corporate sponsor for everything Um, because he's, he's just a normal guy that gets bought. And, and uh, a game of game of Thrones actress is the uh, supporting role. She's like that uh, wildling woman that follows around the little boring kids.
2: Yeah. (laughs) uh, Oh, one last one. Superior living, superior living. Uh, Like it was a half hour animated pilot uh, for a, for a television show. And it was embarrassingly bad. (laughs) but I think I saw that. I I saw some, I I showed some clips part of it because it was not watchable. It was so unfunny,
0: but you know what was funny? The dude's website. Do you remember that? (laughs) Yeah. We went to his website. He was a lawyer who's trying to make movies and animations. He spent a bunch of money contracting this out to be animated. And And um, so
2: unwatchable. And
0: he, he, (laughs) all of his quotes on his website were about how awful he is and how awful his movies are.
1: Well, and that's something, like, most people are not going to admit that because so many of these are a person's heart's work. They That is what they poured their heart into and really thought they have created something. And sometimes it's a little hard to wrap your head around that that someone out there really loves this piece that they made about a guy drawing windows in a barn or whatever. I would
2: totally watch his feature if it came He out.
1: was really invested in these characters. I think that one was Alex, but he was trying to make... Uh, Like short films about all of the characters in this other film that didn't actually exist.
0: Oh, that dude had a whole blog about how he was like, guys, I think we nailed it. (laughs) <laughs> I did. You
1: didn't say that. <laughs> pretty much right. said that.
2: Final thoughts on this entire process? I would definitely do it again. I thought it was such fun.
1: I would do it again, too. I wish I had done more. There are a lot in here that I don't remember watching at all. I no. don't I don't know what the hell they are. Well, and that's the problem is that some of them are just so forgettable. Do you
2: remember 2094, Frankie? No. it's Just on your list? I don't remember I remember some.
0: I, I, I was on the treadmill a lot during these. That's the best thing. <laughs> that's the best reason You'll to do You'll
2: forever it. associate them with running? Uh,
0: yeah, pr- <laughs> pretty much. Or no. walking, you know. We said that... that we'd watched all of them. That's true. That is accurate. (laughs) You were present for all of them. However, (laughs) there were some that necessitated a lot of pointless bathroom breaks.
2: (laughs) Like, Uh, oh, I just got to get away from this
0: for a minute. I'm going to try to squeeze out another dump. (laughs) uh, Just, just as an excuse. Or like, um, yeah, you start looking at your phone a lot. Yeah, like to the point. You of get
2: out the laptop. You're you're kind of. I, I had some when we were watching them. I'd put it on like on the second screen, off yeah. to the side, and like I'd play a game.
0: All right, uh, that was it. If we ever do it again, you'll get to hear another podcast like this. But otherwise, this might be
2: it. This might be it.
1: Well, let me ask you something. Are you only invited as a screener because you had your thing in the film festival? Last year, is that even an option for this this year? Upcoming, they're trying to
0: find people they trust to tell that to, to be able to tell what a good story is, and so they chose me because they liked my movie, right? Um, now, if I were to refer you guys, you, you, we could probably get you to yeah. do it.
2: Well, let's give it a try.
0: All right, you all really right. want to do
2: this, yeah? Yeah, I,
0: I can't stand the idea. <laughs> um, all, all right. right, that's all. Bye. Bye. Bye.